You're listening to the Rugby Coaches Corner Podcast with your host, Andy Plymer. For someone to explain. Bringing you up-to-date coaching concepts from the world of rugby. Sharing ideas to make the game better. Alright, welcome to episode number 19 of the Rugby Coaches Corner Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Plymer, and I'm joined today by Joe Payton. Joe's a player development manager for Hawke's Bay Rugby Football Union in New Zealand. Uh, he's been in that role for over seven years and he's also involved as the defence technical advisor for the Hawke's Bay Magpies in the ITM Cup. Uh, on top of this, he's one of the key people involved in the Hawke's Bay Rugby Global Academy uh, and he's had numerous coaching roles and analyst roles with the NZRFU, uh, Hurricanes Development Team, Samoa, New Zealand under 20 and more, and it's a pleasure to have you on the show, Joe, so welcome. Yeah, cheers, Andy. No worries. So, um, pretty pretty busy uh, coaching career there. Can you go back a, a, a few years and um, fill in a few gaps or how you got into coaching in general? Oh, mate, I was never, I was never good enough to become a, um, a professional rugby player, so I uh, turned my hand to coaching and it started, uh, I suppose... Um, with with Marlborough Rugby and then with Taranaki as in rugby development and then yeah. I just picked up roles out of that really so um, yeah my first one was uh, with the New Zealand uh, I was was really the Black Ferns um, as a as a, an analyst for them and we went to the World Cup over in Canada actually so oh, yeah, yeah. managed to managed to win that with them and and sort of things have just rolled on from there really. Okay, sweet. So, so from that, you went in. Uh, you did some high school, uh, high school stuff, and then uh, the junior world cup as well with the with the U twenties. Uh, yeah, I mean that was more of a, an internal thing. So I was just asked to help out the analyst, but um, yeah, um, my role wasn't um, as full on as what it was with the Black Ferns with the New Zealand twenties. Is more more just supporting their analyst, which when they were based in New Zealand. So um, yeah, right, right. And so, what, what do you prefer, being an analyst or being a on-field coach, getting stuck in? Oh, it's definitely more um, more rewarding being a coach and and um, you know putting plans together yourself as opposed to um, trying to look at the stuff that the guys that the coaches want you to look at. So yeah, um, yeah definitely, definitely the on-field stuff. Uh, for sure, cool. Okay, so you're, you're based in Hawke's Bay. Um, what's what's a bit of a general description of the Hawke's Bay kind of rugby environment with regards to? Number of clubs, players, juniors, and those kind of things. Um, yeah, we've got. I think we're at twelve um, senior clubs, and um, you know they range from being. Uh, there's probably four or five clubs that are consistently, um, you know, competitive each year, mm-hmm. um, and then the other ones sort of. They don't make up the numbers, but they uh, they. They fluctuate between having good years as, as players come and go, yep. and um, yeah, so it's a, it's a pretty good club competition. Um, and you know, we don't have a university here in the Hawks Bay, so we we uh, we don't struggle to keep our our top local talent. But um, it's always it's always a decision that those players have to make. So um, some of our players obviously go to go away to study, so probably weakens our competition a little bit. Mm. Um, but um, yeah, as far as junior clubs. Uh, concerned, yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't be, wouldn't be. I'm not 100 percent sure about what the numbers are, but um, 
yeah, obviously plenty of kids playing footy here and, mm. and they love it. And, um, you know, it's our, it's our role to try and keep them here in the Hawke's Bay. Yeah, for sure. So as, as a player development manager, what's your, what's your kind of day-to-day work week look like? Yeah, so um, we've, we've recently restructured our academy. And, um, and like I said, Jason Schumacher, who's um, recently retired from playing professional rugby, um, he was with the Exeter Chiefs. He's, he works alongside me uh, managing his part of what he does. So he's got um, players from year nine at school um, through to year 12 at school, and right. then I take them over from there. Okay. Um, so he, he's got about 18 players that he looks after, and, and I've, I've got about a similar sort of number. And um, and that's all about just trying to progress them through to playing ITM Cup rugby as soon as they leave school effectively. And, um, yeah, that um, – yeah, week to week, we're we're just working on um, individual plans for those guys, um, running coaching sessions, um, running workshops, and helping out wherever else we're needed. Really. Yeah. Right. So, like yep. with with those those targeted players, how how often do you see them a week? Yeah, I mean, we're we're not as full time professional as we'd like to be, mm-hmm. given that we've got a. Um, a play, what we call what they call a players collective, which is run by the New, New Zealand Rugby Players Association. So, right. um, the the requirements around that is that we're not allowed to touch the players between eight and five during the day. So, a lot of our work is done before eight o'clock in the morning in the gym, and then obviously after five o'clock um, in the evening. So, right. um, we we see our players. We've got them in the gym four mornings a week, and then in the evenings we've got them um, twice a week with sessions that we run and then they obviously with their clubs on the on the other two nights and then obviously give them Friday afternoon off and um and then you know we'll we'll organize meetings or or um whatever it might be during the day with those guys at lunchtime or whatever so yeah right and so that's a mix of like uh like core skill stuff and then position specific stuff that you're running on those two nights a week yep yep so um it might be yeah, I mean, we've got a wider training group that runs, um, which is run by a, by a head coach, Craig Philpot and Danny Lee, our assistant coach. So those guys look after the older guys as such that have come through the academy process that are trying to be uh, magpies. Um, and then and some of our guys join into that program as well. Um, but yeah, that's basically preparing those guys for our preseason games, which might look like um, team pattern stuff, um, team organisation, or it might be, you know, skill work, like looking at specifics of, of line-outs or decision-making, whatever it might be, yeah. mm-hmm. just depending on what those guys have got in their, in their plans for, for that particular week. Right, and then I suppose every year you, you review your, your academy playing group and some guys get bumped up to the top team, some guys get invited back and some guys don't. Yep, yep. No, we have a review process at the end of every season and, and um, some guys get the bad news and, yeah. and some guys get get the good news about, about staying in the program. Um, yeah, I mean, some of that's out of their control and some, some players overtake them, but mm-hmm. um, for the most part, uh, we try and work with, with all of our guys to, to try and keep them in there if, if, mm. if possible. Um, so, yeah, it's just about them being good at communicating and and doing everything that we asked of of them. And um, if they do that and, and keep progressing, then obviously they they have the have the ability to to, to stay within our mix and and hopefully they progress on to to become magpies and and hopefully onto Super Rugby. Yeah, yeah. So what's um so if they do make that magpie squad, um, how's that feed into Super Rugby for those who don't know like the 
the um, geography, could they be picked up by any New Zealand Super Rugby team if they're good enough, or, or are they targeted for a certain certain region? Yeah, back in the day, it was it was um, we were a part of the Hurricanes yeah, region, but yeah. now 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 what they have is what they call con- uh, franchise contracting. So any any franchise around the country, so whether it be the Blues or or down in the deep south with the Highlanders, they they can pick up any of our players. Now it's just a matter of um, you know what their roster looks like and yeah. where they've got holes that they need to fill. So um, so our players play out um, their their. Well, it's called Midstein Cup this year, but um, they play the uh, MPC, and um, and they're effectively playing for for Super Rugby spots the following season. Right. And um, this year or last year, we had 18 players that were picked out of our squad of 32 to play Super Rugby. So we've got a, a fair contingent of players playing um, all over the country, and and you know we're just trying to grow that really. Yeah, absolutely. That's a that's a great outcome for sure. And like your your job as player development, like that can that can mean a lot of things to a lot of people. Player development, what yep. what what's that mean to you, and how do you kind of approach it um, when you, when you think of an individual player? Yeah, so it's just identifying the talent that's in the region that mm-hmm. we they, we want to keep here, um, working with them as an individual, and putting a program around them that supports them to be the best best that they can be as far as their rugby is concerned but but also off the field as well and um, you know hopefully that translates translates into them playing Mitre 10 Cup rugby as soon as they can and, and then going on to being fully professional which is playing super rugby so that's about as simple as it gets I suppose. Yeah yeah and then there's a I'm sure there's a ton of work <laughs> in between there to, to get them to that <laughs> point both from you and them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, they they sacrifice a lot, I suppose. They, you know, they're working pretty hard. Some of them mm. have got full time jobs and mm. families and and things like that. So they they fit the rugby in and around that. And and the I guess the 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 end goal for them is to is to not have to work in that job and to play rugby for a living. But um, obviously, some of those guys don't ever achieve that. But um, you know, we like to think that we um, that we put in place systems that will cater for each individual so that they've got the best chance of achieving that goal, really. Yeah, yeah, great. All right, yeah. so and um, you guys have also, um, you've expanded out and you, you're looking to, you, you created the uh, the Hawke's Bay Rugby Global Academy. Um, yep. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, like I said, um, we we did a restructure uh, a while back and, and employed Jason Schumacher to work alongside me and um, and... So we've included younger guys into our program now from year nine at school, and they 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 might come out the other end at, at say twenty one or twenty two, whatever it might be. But alongside that, we wanted to offer um, international students or rugby players the the option of coming over to New Zealand and and experiencing what we do from a rugby perspective, but also put a package around them um, that help that that enables them to experience what New Zealand life is about. Um, you know, not only living in in Napier and, and or Hastings and Hawkes Bay, but also experience what new, experiencing what New Zealand's got to offer. So, yeah, great. Um, you know, going around the country and seeing, um, seeing you know sites or whatever it might be, um, taking them to All Black Test matches and and things like that. So, yeah, it's um this exciting space that we're we're now working in, and we've got um, three of our staff members doing a tour of uh, the USA. Uh, they leave on Sunday actually, and they're there for for ten days and going through San Fran all the way over to to New York and Boston and, and things like that. So, yeah, it's uh, exciting times. Oh, that's great. So this will be like 
this will be the first year running this year coming up, and they're they're looking to form connections and everything in the US with with clubs and schools. Yeah, I mean, we we initially thought that probably the US market was the was the best one to start with, and mm. um, you know, given that it's a growing growing market and. Um, you know, rugby seems to be taking off over there, so we thought that that was the best place to start. Um, but we we started this program last year, and we've had four or five kids out from Singapore, and um, you know they've uh, they've really enjoyed the experience that they have, and um, yeah, um, and we'd like to think that we did a did a bloody good job with those guys, and and you know that's translated into some getting some more guys um, this year. So yeah, oh, sweet. So how would it work? How long do they come out for? And you know, do they train, do they play, they do do both. Um, how's how's the the coaching work and contact time and those kind of things? Yep. So um, yeah, I mean, we're, ideally we'd like the the players that came in from overseas to come for for a, a school year, really, uh, and and that would mean that they'd um, end up being as best uh, as best rugby players as they could be, given that they'd be here for for an extended period. But yeah. we've got packet we've got packages that um, can be tailored to the individual. Um, so it might be a ten week program, and that suits the the Northern Hemisphere holiday program. Yeah, right, um, okay. Or um, you know we can cater for for anyone really. If they wanted to come for seven days, we'd put a package together for somebody that that wanted that as an option. Um, and yeah, effectively they they would just fit in with um, with our our academy players, and they'd just work in and alongside them and train with them. And then they'd go to their schools and train with them on the other nights that they're not working with us. And then they'd play with their schools. During during the Saturday on the Saturday mornings and and we'd video their games and, and get them in for for feedback and um, just just that constant cycle then um, from there and you know um, review sessions which enables them to to get self awareness about how um, they can improve and and yeah and, and obviously they're going to improve because of that. Oh, it sounds awesome. Do you, do you, uh, do you take on any uh, semi retired forty year olds? <laughs> I'd love to go. <laughs> Sounds awesome. Uh, if you got uh, the cash, mate, yeah, you, can, yeah. you can do anything. Yeah, we'll talk off air then. I'll, 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 I'll have to run it by my wife first, though, of course. <laughs> yeah, exactly, mate. Wouldn't want to leave three kids behind. Yeah, behind. Not sure the ten week uh, options are on the table. All right, that sounds awesome. That's a, a great, great sounding package, and I'm sure um, you know the trip to the US from from. Um, People who who are going over there, it's gonna gonna pay benefits, and uh, you'll get some good 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 kids coming over, and they're gonna learn a bunch. Not and like you said, not just about rugby, but also about New Zealand culture, and uh, it'll be, be an amazing trip. Yeah, look, I mean, if anybody wants to um, to find out anything more about what we're doing, um, we've got a website which is www.rugbyacademy.nz. Um, That's yep. not it's not .co.nz. It's .nz. So um, or otherwise, they can. Um, well, if they go on there, all our contact deals, details are on there, and they can either Skype us or, or flick us an email. So, yeah, happy to answer any questions or um, give anyone any information they might need about finding out more about what we're doing. Okay, no worries. I'll, I'll put put that information up on the show notes too, so so people can find it easily. Cool. Yeah, awesome. Uh, awesome. Okay. So, on, on the your your coaching, uh, your individual coaching, what's uh, what's your favourite area of the game to coach, and and why? <laughs> Oh, I used to be a seven, so I'm um, I'm primarily a forwards coach, but they yep. yeah, sort of dabble into a bit of defensive stuff as well, and um, been lucky enough to be 
helping Danny and, and Craig Philpot out with the Magpies for the last two seasons. So yeah, so it's been a been a wicked learning experience, and um, yeah, just trying to grow my knowledge as much as possible. Yeah. So so how do you approach um, coaching defence and individual tackling is probably the, the most important thing of any defensive system. So you, you probably want to start there and then um, build out. Yeah, I, th- I guess it's just trying to keep the systems and structures as simple as possible so that players know what they're required to do in any given situation. And then it comes down to the individual accountability, really. And, um, you know, if they get that right, then, um, you know, you can have a pretty good day at the office. But if you don't, obviously, you're, you're, you're always on the back foot. And, and putting your, your analyst hat on, what, uh, how do you, what, what do you look for? What, what metrics in particular do you look for when you analyse defence? Oh, so yeah, we um, obviously look at tackle percentage, um, and that's not only from an individual perspective, but from a, from a team perspective, um, and try and get that up over eighty five, eighty five to ninety percent um, every week, um, and we we try and we try and measure dominant tackles as well, so that we're we're obviously making an impact when we make contact and driving guys back, so that we can um, turn the ball over that that type of stuff. Yep. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Um, all right. And if someone was watching a session that you coach, what what's some of the things they're going to see and hear from you? I don't know. Sound clear instruction, I suppose, and and yeah. um, and an expectation of doing things well, and and um, you know, making sure that they're, they're doing things right, and and um, working hard alongside that, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, like, are you are you kind of leaning towards game space stuff, or do you I suppose it's going to be a bit different with defence. You can't just, you know, smash the hell out of each other in every session. You got to, you got to break it down technically as well. Oh yeah, I mean we we obviously try and um, make it as game specific as possible, and and try and um, try and use j- drills that that um, that mimic ga- game type situations. So yeah, a lot of that sort of stuff, but also breaking individual skills down. So working with players one on one and. Um, making sure that they understand both their strengths and weaknesses, so that they're really aware of of what they need to do from week uh, week in and week out to to be able to improve that. Right, right, okay, great. And how's how's it been going this year? How are the Magpies sitting? Oh, look, we we don't play until July, so yeah. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, first of course. Game, <laughs> yeah, first game is thirteenth of August, actually. Oh, yeah. okay. So yeah. so we. We we don't get underway till till um, sort of later half of the season, but um, yeah, I mean, we're, like I said, we're working with a, a group of players that are about thirty players. And we we've got them one night a week, um, and then when we get into May, we've got them two nights a week. So yeah, just um, just just hit those guys um, twice a week, and, and they're training by themselves with their clubs as well. But then we've got like I say, eighteen Super Rugby players that'll come back into our environment as well, yeah. which. Yeah, you know, there's plenty of competition around, and um, you know those guys that are training here with us are trying to earn a spot in, in that side for for when it gets named in July. Yeah, absolutely. So, who who are some of the the eighteen that are coming back who are who are currently playing super? Yeah, guys like Brendan Edmonds, he's actually injured, but um, Brody Retallick and yeah. um, Ehi West, um, Richard Buckman, he's injured as well, but he'll yeah. be coming back. Um, Israel Daggs in our in our mix this back, year. Yeah. Um, uh, Sam McNichol, some of the younger guys, Sam McNichol and um, Jeff Cridge, um, Tony Lambourne, he just debuted for the Hurricanes the other night. So, um, yeah, I mean we've we've got a good mix of, of yeah, no older, experienced, experienced guys that have played a, a a truckload of rugby, but also some young, young, exciting guys that um, you know have got a lot of potential. 
Yeah, that's great. Yeah, and that uh, sounds like a, that's a, that's what you want in a team, isn't it? That nice balance between young guys and experienced and professionals and up and comers. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay, cool. All right. Well, um, we always end the show with um, the same four closing questions. When you're a kid growing up in New Zealand, what? Uh, who was your favorite? Who was your favorite player to watch? Who got you right into the game? Um, probably Michael Jones. Yeah. Um, he was someone that I, I always loved, loved watching when I was a little kid. Um, you know, um, waking up in the middle of the night and watching the All Blacks play he was someone that inspired yeah. me to, to be a, a, a seven. So, yep. Yeah, he's definitely a name that's uh, pretty pretty well known in, in rugby circles. Uh, outside of Richie McCaw, he'd be the, he'd be the next, next favourite, I suppose, in uh, New Zealand rugby. Yeah, probably show my age a little bit there, mate. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> right, what about now? Who are some of the players you like watching running around now? I think, I, I mean, if we're talking about teams and, and individuals within teams, but um, I think the Chiefs and the Highlanders certainly leading the way as far as mm, rugby is concerned in New Zealand and, and probably not only New Zealand but all over the world. And so guys yeah. like Aaron, Aaron Smith and Ben Smith and yeah. um, and our guys that are in that mix as well, Richard Buckman before he got injured and um, those sort of guys um, – uh, you know, doing some amazing things, and and likewise with the Chiefs, um, Brad Weber and um, Brody Retallick, those sort of guys. So yeah, um, yeah. 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 some beauties there. Yeah, the game, um, uh, Brumbies versus the Chiefs. That, that as a as a Aussie rugby fan, uh, that that game, <laughs> that game scared the hell out of me. Yeah, <laughs> no, some pretty some, amazing some, stuff. Pretty full on footy being played. Yeah, yeah, it's it's good to watch. All right, what about coaches? Uh, who's a high profile coach that you you like what they're doing and their philosophy and how they how their teams perform? Oh, look, I'm pretty pretty lucky to have um, sat beside um, in my role as an academy manager by uh, alongside Tom Coventry, someone that um, has certainly influenced my my coaching career. But yeah. not only him, um, Danny Lee and and Craig Philpot as well. So. Um, those two guys, um, the you know up and coming coaches, and um, you know they've certainly got a big future ahead of them. Um, yeah, I mean you know, I can't I can't speak for for anyone else that you know I haven't really worked with in, too closely, but um, those those three guys certainly have um, been a big influence in my my career to date. Yep. Yeah, great. And what about what about someone in your local community who's uh, doesn't doesn't have much of a profile but's working. Working way hard, doing a good service for the game. Oh, there's plenty of guys around here that probably deserve a mention that don't that don't get them. Um, but um, um, we we had a we had a trainer here that um, has just recently moved on, Grant Dearns, who um, has was with was with Hawkesbury Rugby for 13 years and um, yeah. he had a massive influence in, on a lot of players here. He's just got a job up in Japan um, with the uh, Green Rockets, so. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean he's he's obviously moved on now, but um, yeah, he's had a massive influence over a lot of uh, rugby players, not only not only players but coaches probably as well in his time here. So um, probably deserves a mention. He he was a trainer, was he? Yeah, he was a trainer. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Oh, great. Yeah. Well, it's always you, you know uh, you know he's a good trainer if the if the players actually like him. Some of those some of the trainers can put you through hell, and uh, you're not oh, a big, big fan of I their work. <laughs> I wouldn't say they probably liked them. It was more the, more the fact that they probably respected yeah, him because yeah, absolutely. Could get, yeah. he could get them into some sort of condition that they could play pretty well. But yeah, yeah. Oh, awesome. Uh, it's great. Good story. All right. Well, it's uh, it's been been great. Uh, great chatting to you. And um, yeah, looking forward to hearing um, how the how the 
the, the Global Academy goes and um, all the best with that and um, good luck to uh, to the Mighty Magpies in the upcoming season. Yeah, all the best with it. Yeah, cheers Andy, it's been a pleasure and um, you know, if, like I say, if anybody needs any more information about what we're doing as far as the Academy is concerned, just jump on our website and we can... Um, we can get you some information and, and you know, we're looking to, to grow that part of what we do and, um, yeah, it's exciting times for us. So thanks very much for the opportunity to have a chat to you. No worries. Uh, my pleasure and uh, we'll catch up soon. All right, mate. Cheers, Andy. All right. See cheers, ya. Joe. See you, mate. Thanks for listening to the Rugby Coaches Corner Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review via iTunes and keep listening for the next episode. You can also follow us on Twitter at RugbyCoachSCNR or via the website at TheRugbyCoachesCorner.com. Until next time, keep sharing ideas to make the game better.